Now let's get into it today. Episode 22 starts now for you. This is the Punch Podcast with Javen. Do you know what? One thing I've noticed since I've started this podcast is the amount of people that ask, oh, you should get this person. You should get that person. Oh, it'd be great to hear from this person. I think one of the most requested to date on the Punch Podcast is Sky Nicholson, and we are excited to get her on this very episode today, which is going to be great. She is a former Olympian. She is a Commonwealth Games gold medalist. She is signed to Matchroom in the UK. She's packed up her stuff. She's training over there. All of her fights have been international. There is one booked in Australia for September, which we'll get to. But let's just wheel her right into this Punch Podcast, and let's get started. Sky Nicholson, hello. Hello. I don't know who's organising your chats while you're uh, over gallivanting in the UK and it's 6am in Australia. Yeah, the uh, time zone's not very nice to us, is it? How does that go when you fight over there, though? Because your body clock would be waking up for breakfast here, but all of a sudden you're punching on over there. Yeah, I do my training camps here, so it's it's not been too bad so far. But obviously, my next fight's going to be in Australia, so going to have to come back probably about two weeks before the fight so I can get adjusted. Are you based there or are you a commuter, technically? What do you... <laughs> I don't even, it's hard to say really. Obviously my camp's here and I've been in camp most of the year, so I feel like I live here. But obviously Australia always feels like home as well. So, um, and my family's all in Australia, but um, yeah, I'm kind of a bit of a half-half at the moment. (laughs) How is it being over there where obviously you know your trainer and a few others and you're probably growing a friend group, but you are like in a different country where you might not know people and you're trying to chase a dream that's that's something (laughs) yeah I feel like um it takes like a certain type of person I feel like I am just that person I can kind of set up wherever anywhere in the world and and kind of make it my own place Mm. um I feel like quite at home here I have been really lucky I've got really good people here that are looking out for me and and making me feel welcome and no, I've built a little home away from home here, so uh, it's it's been good. How far out of London is it? It's not too far, is it, your gym? No, um, it's about 15 minutes on the train to London Bridge, so very close to London. And you've got Matchroom HQ, probably not too far from there as well. About a 40-minute drive to Matchroom, oh, yeah, good. so everything's uh, like pretty close by. How did that all kick off? Because obviously we saw you at the Olympics and your amateurs and everything like that, and then all of a sudden, bang, you're on the biggest promoter on the planet, <laughs> and uh, you're on a trajectory that's pretty much 90 degrees did eddie just call you out of the blue or, or how did that all yeah, sort of pop up much. um i had a few managers reach out to me first and basically i just told them i wasn't interested in turning professional i never really had much interest in turning pro it's kind of always been about the olympics commonwealth games the world championships representing australia winning medals uh, and i hadn't really been that interested in in the professional stuff so um when eddie reached out obviously started to like look into it a bit more seriously and and kind of I guess I could see for myself I could be doing something I love as my career as my job so that was kind of how it all came about and yeah it all kind of happened really fast and next thing you know I was debuting like literally a couple of months later yeah I don't know if there's a um trophy for most active fighter in 2022 but you might get it you might <laughs> <I know. laughs> what was it three fights in like 58 days or something like that yeah I, you know. I ended up doing four fights in 90 days yeah, there you go. That's yeah. The first three were in about fifty-seven days or something. Though it was it was um, very active. <laughs> yeah, and you're not playing RSLs. You you've you've ticked off 
the MSG, the first Australian woman to do so. So <laughs> that's pretty impressive to see those cards. Yeah, no, I've, I've boxed on amazing cards. I've um, Obviously, I've been given an amazing opportunity and I've just taken it with both hands and uh, just really enjoying the whole journey. And you're getting to see some amazing people around the way. Is there anyone you've sort of bumped into in the halls while you're sort of going, you're walking past, you're like, freaking hell, that's them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kind of. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm quite used to it now, but yeah. uh, it's it's obviously cool. Like, obviously, meeting Canelo was really cool, um, being in San Diego when he had his press conference for the Bivol fight, um, things like that. Like, Yeah, there's been a lot of pinch-me moments over the last six months, definitely. Well, this is going to be a really good one when you finally have a homecoming show, which is going to be great. What do we know about that? Because you're teasing a lot of uh, little egg timers on Twitter and Instagram <laughs> and all that sort of stuff. We don't have an opponent yet. And, and uh, look, mm-hmm. if you want to drop an exclusive on the Punch podcast, we're, we're happy to take it. <laughs> but, but, but if there's anything okay. else uh, you can tell us about what you're coming up against or what the plans are or anything. The plan is uh, for it to be an all Aussie clash. I can tell you that. Um, so we are exploring the best Australian opponent options uh it's going to be for a commonwealth title so it'll be my first 10 rounder so my first belt um very exciting uh so yeah that's about all i can really say at the moment i'm waiting on confirmation on the exact date and venue but it is going to be in queensland brisbane or gold coast uh and sometime around late september that's all i know yeah (laughs) i guess every boxer dreams to hear the words and new so I know that's, that's I, I, I can't wait honestly <laughs> and to do it uh, in front of an all Aussie crowd and obviously I won the Commonwealth Games in Queensland a few years ago they're on now um, so it was four years ago now wow geez when that yeah. four years ago <laughs> <laughs> yeah so to be fighting for the Commonwealth title in Queensland in front of all my friends and family like, I absolutely can't wait I'm so excited because you've got eyes on uh, going back through the loopholes that are the rules now to go to the Olympics mm-hmm. right is there no was Commonwealth Games not on the cards for that or is that a different set of rules? Um, no, so Commonwealth Games, you, you, you can do it as well. Uh, for me, I don't, I don't really want to be jumping back and forth between the amateurs and pros. Uh, I feel like I have unfinished business with the Olympics and, it, and it's something I definitely want to go back and do. The Commonwealth Games, obviously, I won the gold medal uh, and I did have to, to kind of make a choice and I, I've, I've committed this first two years uh, to my pro career, and then we're going to look at, at Paris for 2024. It's probably one of the most heartbreaking press conferences I've ever seen in the Olympics. But uh, look, you won Australia over with that. Like we all saw how much you wanted it, and to go and tick that off is going to be pretty damn good, right? No, definitely. Um, I'm very excited to go back and, and rewrite history there and, and win that gold medal for Australia. We've never had an Olympic boxing gold medal, and, and that's the plan for 2024. Oh, Harry got close, didn't he? You got so close. So close. (laughs) He did so well. Uh, He broke the drought. Yeah. um, But that just makes all the Aussies even hungrier as well. So – uh, he's he's shown that it's possible to get on that podium and, and now we're going to show it's possible to get on top of it as well. Yeah, you had quite the class uh, in those Olympics with Paulo Alcuso, Harry Garside, yourself. So there's some people that have come out of it that have are starting to really sort of make some names on good cards. We had a really good team. Obviously, it was only five of us. It was a small team, but it was definitely a strong team. And uh, I think we all have been making waves and uh, doing our own thing now. A lot of us have turned pro. So I think this next Olympic cycle... The ones that have come through from Tokyo, the ones that will come through after Birmingham, uh, I think Australia is going to make some big waves in the professional boxing scene. Yeah, and your Instagram says you're going to make some big waves in 2023 as well. You, you're putting the uh, world title feelers out there. We'll get the Commonwealth yes. title by the end of the year. So <laughs> what do we got? 
Olympics were 21, weren't they, because of the delay? And yes. Then pro debut, 22. World title, 23. Paris, Olympic gold, 24. 24. This is... Uh, you got it. That's yeah. my roadmap. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's how you got to... Matt, I've got it all marked out. I know exactly what I want to do and I'm, I'm going to make sure I do everything I can to make it happen. Yeah, and if we do look at the weight class that you're in, right at the top of that pie is Amanda Serrano. Mm-hmm. What do you see yourself having to do to, to get her in the ring and, and, and have that wide title shot if, if she's still holding their belts at that stage? I think there's a good chance she will be. I think it's looking like she's trying to, to go undisputed at featherweight from, I guess, her cryptic social media posts. So um, she, she's definitely going to be the one to beat. But if I've got belts, she's got belts. It's definitely a fight that I'd love to see happen and Battle of the Southpaws. Yeah, absolutely. There's a new pup in town. Yeah, yeah <laughs> you better recognise Amanda. <laughs> yeah. You were on her undercard for the Taylor Serrano fight at the MSG. That was the MSG fight that we did speak about. Was it amazing just mm-hmm. to see women's boxing on that scale? Because that was, what, 1.5 million pay-per-views, just worldwide. It was massive and great. It was huge. And it wasn't like the fight It wasn't any good. It was still amazing it was incredible and obviously um the main event like lived up to the hype as well which just was like the cherry on top but it was such an amazing night it was an amazing week but so good for women's boxing so good for women in sport in general so um no i felt very privileged to be a part of that and and be there to experience it all did you sit close and go do you know what manda i reckon i can expose a few things in you in maybe (laughs) 2023 22, no, 23, 23, that's the timeline. You're watching her going, I'm studying you. You're going to slip up one day and I'm going to be there to catch it. I'm not calling anyone out just yet, but she would definitely be a dream opponent. So um, if she's got the belts when it's time to come and get them, that's that's who's going to be getting called out. Well, I've seen you uh, have a couple of photos with Katie Taylor in the past, so maybe pick a brain, get Eddie on the phone. <laughs> yeah, definitely. No, um, Katie Taylor's been a huge inspiration for me uh, in, my, in my whole boxing journey. So to have met her along the way um, from such a young age, I think the first time I met her I was 14, to be boxing on her undercard at MSG, it was, um, it was quite surreal. So, no, um, I'll definitely be hitting her up for some, some tactics. Yeah, that's going to be good to have you home too, like we have mentioned before, for the uh, first matchroom boxing spectacular here in Australia, the cards mm-hmm. are amazing. We've got Liam Paro and Brock Jarvis, which a fight we didn't think we'd probably ever get or think to have. <laughs> and then mm. they've dropped that bombshell and everyone's like, ooh, hang on, this, is, this yeah. is good. So Eddie seems to know the way to do it and it's going to be good to have that business in this country doing shows at that level. No, yeah, 100%. I, that was one of the first conversations I had with Eddie. I obviously, um, I wanted to be box in Australia. He was showing a lot of interest in, in bringing Matchroom to Australia. So um, it was definitely something that was always going to happen. And I'm really excited about Matchroom coming to Australia. I think we are going to see some really good all Aussie clashes on that card, fights that probably wouldn't happen um, if it weren't for Matchroom coming out because everyone wants to be on that card and they're willing to take those more risky fights to be on the card. And I think that's why we're going to see such a great show. Given the interest, hopefully the venue is pretty large and in charge as well. So you spoke about uh, you're going to have an all Aussie crusade as well. I know there's one that's been floating the rounds at the moment with Ebony Bridges and Shotgun Shannon O'Connell. If that mm. for a world title shot, have you uh, got your ears across that one yet? I have seen a few things on socials about it. Interesting fight. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure if that's going to be on that card. I don't know. Yeah, well, they said um, they've got to fight until they've got till September to do it. So unless it's a last minute thing, which we'd love, um, but who knows? <laughs> last time love. I spoke to Shannon, uh, she was adamant that that wasn't going to happen. Um, but mm. but that was before she knew she was mandatory. 
So, so that yeah, was, right. uh, things may change and who knows, but whether it's here or there or what, I'm pretty sure she don't care. No, it'll be interesting <laughs> to see how that one plays out. I'm excited for that fight. It's yeah. good that the Aussie girls are, are on the that world level and mandatory Australia, all Australian world title fight. So it's very exciting for the Australian boxing fans. Yeah, even the like the sport in, in this country now has taken a trajectory. I guess you've probably turned pro right at the right time, uh, just as there's a lot of eyeballs on the sport. Otherwise, you wouldn't see Eddie bringing match room out here. But it seems to be that way. Do you feel it yeah, as a fighter? Yeah, definitely. I feel like the timing's been so perfect for me. And Australian boxing, women's Australian boxing, men's Australian boxing, it's all taking off. So um, I think we're in a really good place. And I think the next couple of years we're going to see some more world champions in Australia. And look, uh, one of those is going to be 2023 when the uh, Sky Nicholson roadmap <laughs> rolls out and uh, we get to have another Aussie world champ. There's so, many, yeah, there's so many good ones. Even seeing like George Gambosis and Haney fighting at Marvel in that 50,000 stadium, that hasn't happened. <laughs> like apart from Jeff Horn and Manny Pacquiao. But like it's not every other week we have these. So to see them at that scale and a lot of people trying to climb onto those undercards as well. Yeah, definitely. They're the cards that all the Australians are trying to get on because we haven't had these opportunities in the past. So all of the boxers are trying to, to get those opportunities to, to showcase what they can do and, and be seen because we haven't been really given that platform in the past. So it is very exciting times for Australian boxing, 100%. Given that it's a real solo sport, do you really have to bang your own drum to get ahead? Is that the trick to getting on these cards? You've got to be willing to put the work in. You've got to talk to the right people. You've got to hustle, um, yeah. But you've got to give it everything. And I feel like Ebony Bridges and I have both been quite good examples of that. We've literally packed up our whole life and moved to the other side of the world because this is where women's boxing is booming. This is where it's happening. We're getting eyes on us because... We're not getting it in Australia or the Australians aren't getting that. The eyes are coming now, which is great. But if you want to get on those shows and you want to get those eyes on you and you, you want it, your name to be talked about, you've got to go and, and make it happen. You can't just sit back and wait for, for the opportunities. So what does training look like over in the UK? Because I, in my head, think the UK is cold, but you're in a damn heat wave at the moment. So yeah. <laughs> so what, what, what is a day-to-day? I'm training twice a day at the moment. So strength and conditioning in the morning sessions. Uh, whether it's in the barn, I train in a barn for strength and conditioning, doing weights and strength training. Otherwise, I'm in the pool swimming or I'm out running every morning and then my boxing sessions are in the evening. So probably one of the biggest changes for me is the boxing sessions are a lot longer. I'm in the gym for probably at least two hours every night. Uh, So I'm spending a lot more time on my boxing and perfecting what I'm doing in my boxing. Uh, so I feel that's where I've been seeing a lot more improvements and change. And obviously being in the UK, I've got a lot more access to female sparring. There's so many girls, the depth's really here for the female boxing. So um, I'm definitely taking advantage of that and, and working with lots of different styles, lots of different girls um, from, from all over the country here. Yeah, and the sport in the UK too is quite large, isn't it? I like to see a lot of the stuff on the DAZN app or whatever where it's just boom, boom every week and they're big shows. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's what I mean. They're just ahead of the game here. I feel like Australia's catching up slowly um, and obviously like having Matchroom come to Australia, these are big things that are happening for Australian boxing, but you've got to go and, and make it happen. You're not going to do it just sitting back in Australia and, and fighting like fly-in ties every few months it's not the way to do it and um, I feel like Ebony and I've been quite good examples of that it's going to be great to see you fight in September on this matchroom card because a homecoming finally as you're a pro 
uh, that's going to be the good thing that we want to see because I think we've all been like, come on, hurry up, get home. But then your trajectory was so fast that what's she going to do here, right? Until Eddie goes, yeah. I've got an idea, let's take you there, uh, which works for us. So that's um, yeah, that's something okay. we can't wait to see. We also appreciate you getting on the Punch podcast, which is good too. <laughs> no, thank you for having me. It's um, it's all happening. Yeah, uh, I can't wait. I'll be back in September. Um, we're going to put on an amazing show for the Australian fans. And, yeah, I can't wait. I'm very excited. Good stuff, Sky Nicholson. Thanks for hanging out. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And there you go. That is the Punch Podcast for today. Thank you for listening. If you want to go back and check out one of the chats with Eddie Hearn from Matchroom Boxing, there's a really good chat about Sky's fight in September here in Australia. Matchroom are coming with DAZN. It's going to be great. Liam Pyro, Brock Jarvis is the headliner, and a huge card, which they'll be rolling out more fights on that very, very soon. I can imagine there's a lot of deals being done across this country for that fight night. So uh, if you know of any, maybe slide into me DMs and let me know and we'll see what we can do here on the Punch Podcast. Like, subscribe and leave comments. That's the love I need from you. But thanks for listening. That is the Punch Podcast and I'll see you later. (laughs) 